The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. No problem, bro. Let me know next time you want to do it. I'm on my forward, man. Well, well, I got you here on the line right quick, man. Let's let's talk a little bit, man, about this Brady to uh, to um, Tampa Bay. Uh, the, uh, to me, that was a wild, a dark horse. I I heard some Tampa Bay stuff, but I was like, that's probably like the last one on the list. But now that it's a real deal, Holyfield. Uh, what would you think about the prospects and, and going forward for the next three years down there in Tampa Bay? It, it, it's the biggest – I mean, to me, it's not even close. Like, this storyline going into next season, if we end up do having a season, I hope we do. Right. Um, but going into next year, like, that's not a bigger storyline to me than in the entire NFL. Um, what's New England going to do and what's Tom going to do in Tampa? Right. And, uh, you know, I know Bruce Arians can't wait. Uh, he's loaded. Weapons. I mean, you. We talked about it on the podcast a little bit, but you know, if you have Mike Evans <laughs> at wide, I don't know if they're going to bring in another receiver in. Um, I've heard Antonio Brown is a possibility. I don't see how they do it because I, I don't think Bruce Arians would want the headache. Right. But I know that Tom wanted to keep him in New England. Kind of felt like he had too short of a leash there. But just say that happens. If you have Mike Evans at wide you got Antonio Brown at wide you got Chris Godwin in the slot and you got OJ Howard and Cameron Brait as your one and two at tight end it doesn't really matter who the hell the running back is <laughs> and then they talking about maybe getting Gurley because he got released well Gurley signed with the, with no, the Falcons, signed with the Falcons I, though, right? I, yeah. I think the Bucks are more than likely going to draft the back because I think this is one of those drafts why where, don't they stick with Ronald Jones I like Ronald Jones um See, I don't know. We'll see what they do. Like, I, I think they can use some juice in, in the backfield. Right. Um, and, again, I think this is one of those drafts where you can get a guy who can be a workhorse. Like Jonathan Taylor, for example. Right. I think he'll be available in the second round. And if you want to take him to first, someone like DeAndre Swift, like, there's some guys that are going to be available at running back that they go in the second round that really, to me, are first-round talents. But this draft is so deep that I think they're going to end up going in the second round. Like, but again, like even if they don't get Antonio Brown, like if your top two receivers are still Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, and you still got the type of, type of tight end depth that they have, where you can still go double tight, like yeah, man, it can get scary real fast. And I know Bruce Arians is already in the lab. I know he's cooking up some shit, and like I, I'm looking forward to it, man. Like. Their offense is going to be scary next season, and I, and at Tom has a lot to prove. And I know it's it's crazy to say that, but he he knows what people say about him. He knows what the detractors have been saying for years that he's just a system quarterback that has really Bill has really been the guy that's been like you know the captain of that ship for all these years. But man, I think he's going to go over there and tear it up. So yeah, he might have a Peyton first year to Denver type season. Right? I can see that he just yeah. go crazy. Yeah, he get like MVP crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because 
I don't think that anybody questions his abilities as far as his arm and, you know, being able to throw the ball and have the zip on it. I just think, you know, we all just question who he was throwing to. And now in New in uh, Tampa Bay, that definitely won't be a problem. Well, I think people also question whether or not he can go somewhere else and do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now that's yeah. Now that's a whole different in my book. That's a whole different thing than his physical abilities. I I think physically he's not where Peyton Manning was, where you were questioning like I don't know him going to Denver, what they getting. But uh, yeah, now as far as him picking up areas in system and how they're gonna mesh and blend, you know, we've never really seen Tom push it like the way uh, like the way Bruce Arians wants to push it so that'll definitely be interesting to see you know maybe him averaging 14 yards through completion you know 12 yards completion through a season because he's getting the ball down the field mm-hmm. like we haven't seen him before uh just talk about uh Dak and the decision the Cowboys made giving Cooper the money uh the big money in the contract and giving Dak the franchise tag uh, do you think that that's kind of maybe the first sign that they're getting ready to move away from Dak Prescott's quarterback? No, I think you just, you know, you franchise him. You know, he he's probably not upset at the franchise because how much money he's going to make next right, year. But, right. you know, it just allows you another season to kind of see what he does, see how the team performs. Um, Amari Cooper was coming back. Um, apparently, I don't know what the exact number is, but apparently the Redskins offered him a whole lot more than what yeah. he signed for yeah. in Dallas. But he just wanted to come back to Dallas. He said that, and that's what happened. So that's not really a big surprise um, that he's back. So, um, you know, they should be formidable offensively next season as well. But, again, it's not surprising that they would franchise tag him. If he goes on next year, you could see him negotiate with him. I think they want to make him the long-term quarterback. It's just come up, you know, come in agreement to the right number. Right, right. Now, y'all made a joke about it like two years ago when Bob came up with that out the league. Mm-hmm. But uh, right now, Cam Newton out the league, man. Nah, he, he going to be somewhere, man. <laughs> he he going to be somewhere. It's, you know, you still got to let the smoke settle a little bit. Um, he's a starter wherever he goes next season. I think people know that. Um, you know, I don't think it's going to drag on into the draft, but then again, you know, after the draft and we'll see who, you know, ends up where and if that has any impact on where he's going to end up next season. But I don't think he's going to be out the league, man. Right. Like, like I said, wherever he goes, I, I don't know if, and I mentioned it on our podcast, you know, potentially with Ron Rivera now being in Washington and, you know, Dwayne Haskins wasn't a Ron Rivera pick. It was speculation about them potentially bringing in a veteran to kind of push him. Um, I know that uh, Booger McFarlane mentioned Jameis Winston, but then his team source, I think it was yesterday, the day before, said that's flat out not true. They won't be bringing in Jameis Winston, but maybe Cam Newton could be a possibility if they're not sold on Dwayne Haskins being the quarterback of the future. All right. Now, um, I know that you've been taking a, a hiatus over the last couple of years few years really on the Washington football team, but with Haskins improvement, steady improvement over the last four games, especially of the season, uh, did it bring a little bit of juice back to you? And then with Ron Rivera coming in and, and looking, looking like he might have a little bit more control than anybody's ever had before. Uh, did it bring a little bit more juice back to you or are you waiting to see what the on-field product is like? It's wait and see. Like, we'll see what they look like. I, I like to hire you bring in a guy who's a proven winner, someone who can, um, you know, really instill the type of culture that you want around a team. Uh, 
you know, we'll see what Haskins. I've never been the biggest fan of his, and that kind of goes back to him in high school, right. coaching against them in high school. Um, it's just some things that he even did back then. I just, just from a, just a, just the basics. Right. You know, you, you talk about the quarterback basics. This is things he's always done. He did them in college, and I've seen him do it a lot um, in the right. NFL. Uh, but again, like, the kid works hard. Um, he has the talent. You know, he has all the arm talent in the world. And I think that bringing in someone like Rivera, who's going to be no nonsense, I think is great for him. And, um, you know, they got a, a absolute steal in Terry McLaurin in the draft. Very talented young receiver. Uh, you know, there are things they can still do to bring, um, you know, some firepower to that offense. And they can surround them with guys who can make plays. So, you know, that's a big part of it as well. It's not always just on the quarterback. It's whether or not he actually has talent around him. And I think just having McLaurin was a big first step. And, you know, again, it's a very uh, deep draft. You never know what direction they may go in after they chase, uh, chase Young, um, which I assume they're going to do with their second overall pick. They don't have a second-round pick, but, again, it's a deep draft, and there'll be some very good receivers that'll be available in the third round. I know they've been looking to bring in some talent at tight end as well. So, again, like, they have some work to do um, offensively the skill positions, but I think if they surround them with some, some good talent, I think you'll be okay. The biggest thing I see that Haskins has got to clean up it's just when he throws that deep out, he's just got to step into it. He, he step into it. That, he, that's, he that's throws it with thing. his arm, and it comes yeah. up about a half a yard to a yard short every time where it's either incomplete or it gets picked off because the dude undercuts it. But if he would just step up into it and let that thing go like he does on those deep balls he throws, man, it, you know, that's yeah. the only biggest yeah. flaw I see is he's still got a lot to do with his feet, and that's every young quarterback, I think. Uh, that plays in the air raid system, most of them, you know, with the standing the shotgun a lot, they don't really have good feet. But if he can clean that up, I think that the as far as adapting and being able to adjust to the game and handle all the stuff that everybody was so concerned about, it's so overblown. Uh, I thought he improved dramatically every game. In the game where he got hurt, he was balling. But unfortunately, mm-hmm. you know, he got hurt and they took the precaution to take him out. So I feel that everything is on the upside as far as he goes. And I'm looking like you. I just hope they can put together some loose ends and just be competitive, be competent, and then we'll go from there. You know, play good football, even if you don't win, because the wins will come, the better you play. Right. Right. Now, just wrapping up, I don't want to keep you too much longer. Just anything else that stood out in the free agency frenzy, all the trades and, um, you know, the quarterbacks that that moved that weren't Tom Brady. Um, You know, we got – British Bridgewater coming into Carolina. We got Phillip Rivers on a one-year deal going up to Indianapolis. Like you said, the big question marks now in uh, New England. The Chargers have a, a hole at quarterback. The Bears fill their hole at quarter, or well, got Nick Foles as a, I guess, somebody to compete with um, Money Mitch up there in Chicago. So, anything else that stood out to you throughout this free agent uh, period? You kind of ran him down. I, I do like the move of Gurley to Atlanta. Um, just seeing, you know, is he going to be a guy that's going to come in next season and potentially be a 1,400-yard back for them? Mm-hmm. Or is he just going to be like a complimentary piece of the overall offense? You still have Julio Jones, Calvary, really a receiver. But that was a really good I, – I like that addition by them. Because um, you're getting somebody who's a top five back in the league. Um, 
you know, his usage over the last couple of years has kind of been in question. I know there have been so many parts of so many seasons over the last couple of years. People have been asking, is he hurt? What's going on? Um, but if he's Todd Gurley, that offense is going to be explosive. And I also like the move of uh, um, Teddy Bridgewater to Carolina. Um, you know, good for him. There was a lot of doubt, um, you know, a couple of years ago about whether or not he would actually even, even play again. Right. And now he's going to Carolina to be the to be the guy. So good, good for Teddy. Right. I think that Teddy Bridgewater um, is going to be one of these guys that's going to have a great second half of his career just because getting down there with New Orleans and being in that system with Sean Payton and doing all the crazy things they do. There's no offense he shouldn't be able to just jump into and be like, oh, okay, this is they kind of did something like this, they kind of did something like that, just all the variation. Because I thought he was ascending that year that he got hurt to be, you know, maybe one of the higher-level quarterbacks. And, of course, you know, he gets hurt and has to miss all that time. And then, you know, came in this year, won five straight games, made Drew Brees rush to get back on the field because <laughs> job mm-hmm. security was getting a little shaky. But, yeah, right. I'm glad to see that he definitely got um, a, a chance to be a starter. Um, unfortunately, it had to be Cam's job that he had to take with all the drama that Carolina's been putting him through through the offseason. Uh, but we'll see where he lands. I'm um, definitely looking forward to seeing where Cam lands because I think they're going to get a hell of a player for at least one year. I just don't know with the way he plays and how he has to be effective if he can keep himself healthy for three or four more years. Right. So – That'll be what I'm looking for for Cam. But hopefully, man, he, like you said, he lands somewhere soon and it don't take too long and he can get up and running with his new team and, and be the threat that uh, that everybody knows he can be. So, K-Bans, uh thank you for your time, man. Uh, let everybody know before we go about the podcast, where they can find you, where they can find the podcast, uh, how they can support the podcast as well. Oh, yeah. Um, we're on wherever you listen to your podcast at, at Hot Five Starter. That's H-O-T-F-I-Y-A Starter. Um, you can follow uh, me on Twitter at KBADS, that's K-B-A-D-D-S, and you can follow my podcast mates, TKO and Basa at Hot Fire Starter. And um, yeah, we normally come out every, like when, late Wednesday night, early Thursday morning, depending, but you know, if you up on the East Coast around 3 a.m. on a Thursday morning, you can listen to us if you like. Yes. We usually go about, we usually go about two and a half, sometimes four hours. Yeah, it just depends on how, how how good y'all feeling that night. Yeah, pretty much, and like what's going on. Like, there's not a whole lot going on right now, so our shows might be a little shorter. But you know, sometimes we go on tangents; it can end up being four hours. So you know, if you got time, your hands, and you like listen to brothers talk pretty much about everything, you know, check us out. Your favorite podcaster's favorite podcast, the Hot Fire Podcast. Yes, sir. Yeah. All right, man. Y'all be good. Thank you for joining me, K Bads. Be safe out here, man. We'll talk to you All right, soon. brother. All right, bud. Appreciate it, man. Later.